Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. Welcome to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Big interview today. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I mean, this guy's a personal friend of mine, but he is... uh, Wow, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Randy Falk from NECA, the man. Uh, Randy, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad uh, we were able to put this together. I know. I know you're you're a busy man right now. Uh, you know, planning for what should have been Comic Con. Yeah, but you know, with the world how it is, I'm sure we'll, we'll see some things. We're not gonna we're not gonna ask you all the hard hitting questions about what's coming to Comic Con. <laughs> Relax. We're not Pixel Dan over here. Relax. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to have you on because, you know, our podcast is about wrestling figures, but we've been branching out uh, a lot more because in the show, we have like a weekly purchases segment where we talk about things and like it comes up. I just got all these new uh, NECA turtles. Like I got Mark into them and now our listeners are starting to get into these figures and they're realizing, holy, <laughs> this is how figures should be made. You know what I'm saying? Because if you just have wrestling figures your whole life, that's the uh, the universe you're used to. And then you right. see, you hold a NECA Ninja Turtle, like, whoa, figures can be like this? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're and we're still you know, like going at it. Actually, right before uh, jumping on here with you, I was looking over a new uh, set of Turtles movie figures that we're going to surprise everyone with before the end of the year. It's a two-pack that is uh, definitely thinking outside the box in terms of what's in it. Uh, who's in it, how it's presented, but it's it's really badass. Well, um, I love you and hate you for that because my <laughs> turtles display, it's it's overflowing. Uh, yeah, I keep running out of room myself. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I just was talking with Mark the other day. He just got the Turtles and Times figures. I'm like, hey, Mark, you're a little behind. You got to go back and get the Comic-Con four packs. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and more Turtles in Time drop real soon, like by the end of this month or the very beginning of July, the second series with the Shredder and uh, Leatherhead and, and then the other two Turtles with the hoverboards. That series will be out real soon. And I love how you space it out with the Turtles, not all four in one set. Right. The, the genius way to do it. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing that's good about it for us is that it automatically it's like built in longevity that there will be multiple series and we know everyone can't buy like six, eight figures at once. So usually it's like three or four. And so we did two turtles and then a foot and uh, um, slash and that very different version of slash, which was cool. And then we're able to space it out and do more things with it. And we try to stagger all the releases. So while the video game stuff like turtles in time may be coming to 
your big bad toy stores or your entertainment earth or your local comic shop. Then like a month or so later, we have something at Target and then the month after that, something at Walmart. So it doesn't all hit at one time. So try to be conscious of everyone's income and, uh, you know, you can't buy everything. So we want to space it out as best as possible, make it easier on the wallet and stuff like that. Of course, COVID happened and some things got, you know, pushed back. And in the end, it may snowball a little bit. A few things might hit a little closer than we wanted. But ultimately, we are always trying to plan and space it in between. So there's something new at every channel of distribution and it's not all at once. And and I love that you got to go here for certain things, here for certain things. And then your your Comic-Con exclusives that you've done in the past, these aren't just like some shitty paints. This is like you cannot miss these figures. And like the yeah. the, the box art, everything. It's like, "Oh my god, like you it's almost like you guys build the line around your Comic-Con exclusives." Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, you're right. That's kind of how it happened because for a very long time, and I know you've been collecting since the beginning, we weren't able to do uh, the figures at retail prior to this. Like for years, we only got to do a con exclusive. So we had like one release a year. And that really did build the foundation for how the line started and where it took off from. And and we wanted to have like as much impact and uh, jaw drop, you know, everyone every year with how we're going to outdo ourselves with the next one. And, you know, with the movie set and that VHS box where we have your quote on the back that's right i'm on it baby i'm part of the line i'm in the line that's true you're like (laughs) our our resident siskel and ebert uh have your little critic blurb on the back right and then we did uh, the capture a splinter um so we always try to have some something cool and i have to say that this year's is definitely um very much in that same uh thought pattern where when we came up with the concept probably the end of last summer of what would be the exclusive for 2020. And I started working on it heavily, probably September of last year. And it's really at this point, and we've done four or five Comic-Con exclusive. This is probably my favorite one because it's so, so, uh, it just captures a moment in time of, of what turtles is in the, in the sort of, uh, pinnacle of its popularity in the summer of 1990 and that's very much what this set kind of pays tribute to or, or celebrates and um it's just a, a ton of fun to put together the only thing that sucks is like we built a lot of uh promotional material and extra stuff outside of the figures that tie into this set which had san diego happened and the convention season was normal it would have been great to see people like with all the promo material that we right. create. We made this set extra special. And in a few weeks, everyone will see what the hell I've been hinting at and blabbing <laughs> about. We are taking it to, uh, it's going to go to target and it's going to be on target.com. So the one, I guess, good thing or bright side to there being no comic con is the exclusives will actually be easier to get. We were able to produce more um, realizing in March that, things were taking a a bad turn as far as health and safety goes. We produced more knowing that we could move more units online or through a retail partner than say we would at the con. So everyone will have a a bigger and better chance of getting our exclusives this year than in previous years. And I think this year's is is really something uh, special. And if nothing else, you can't help but smile when you look at it. And who doesn't need some, you know, levity and humor in the, in the climate we're living in right now. And I I've, think, you know, one of the best things about the turtle line and other lines you guys do is like 
these figures weren't really there when we were kids growing up. They, they made movie turtles, but they, they sucked, you know, and it was a, just a short line. And you guys, you know, almost 30 years now, 30 years later, we have a whole line. Like, th- this is for us, right? This, yep. this is for the adults, people our age. And you guys take these figures and they look like sculptures, like statues, but they, they still have so much articulation, so much accessories, interchangeable parts. So, like, the way you guys have, have combined, like, a, a statue and an action figure, it's just – it's unreal. But also, yeah, yeah. The, also uh, to piggyback on that, the, I, I'm very new to the NECA thing. I mean, I started uh, collecting these figures like within the last six months. But I'm, I'm sort of blown away looking at the whole back catalog of everything that you've done. And coming from the wrestling world, as, as Broski mentioned, uh, the wrestling business in rest, action figures, the majority of it is about like creating the stars that are on TV now. And they're almost right. in a race with themselves to – to, to get what's happening now, but your whole business is this nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about maybe the mission statement of the, of, of the company uh, with the nostalgia, but also like, as Broski mentions, how you create these beautiful statues of, of the pieces. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, we certainly do some like new property and current films and stuff like that. But for us, the, the bread and butter has always been those legacy brands and the nostalgia because the best thing about it, right. Is when you spend 20 or $25 on one of our toys, it takes you back to being a kid again. And that's really where the magic lies. Like certainly our our artists, our sculptors do an amazing job and that is a huge part of it. Um, But that, that magic that you get of remembering seeing that movie with, you know, whatever your brothers or sisters or your parents as a kid or uh, the toys you had when you were little and always wishing, I wish this looked more like Casey Jones really looks, or uh, I wish the toy was more poseable or, you know, just we grew up very much the same way watching these films and saying, you know, it could be done better at the time, certainly 30 years ago when I went to see Ninja Turtles, I never thought that, I'd be in that position where I'd be helping art direct and create a whole toy line around it. But um, luckily for me, you know, it ended up that way and we're all fans of these franchises. So you can take anything from turtles to alien and predator to now back to the future. It's all stuff that we love and deeply care for. So it's not just a job. Like mm. the, the analogy to the wrestling thing is like you said, a lot of these guys, they're, they're chasing what's hot now and they got to get it out immediately because something might happen either the wrestler could get injured or there could be a scandal and they're not hot anymore you don't know and you're playing this game and we run into that when you're doing a new movie because we're unfortunately everything nowadays with movies is cg so you're like waiting for reference and assets the computer generated stuff they don't finish that until very late in the process so if we're trying to develop a toy line to have out when a movie comes out a lot of times we're behind the eight ball because we don't have enough reference or information or the data, like the digital effects are actually changing way up until, you know, it could be 60, 90 days before release. And we need to ship product before that point. So it's a challenge. And like, while we've continued to support the sequels for like an alien or a predator movie, we all know nothing comes close to Arnold and Carl and Jesse (laughs) in that first predator, nothing. And an alien, same thing. The first two movies with, uh, you know, uh, Ridley Scott and James Cameron directing none of the other movies hold the candle to it and to that extent turtles that's why we've gone back and done the 1990 film the modern films they're not for us we want the ones that all of us and you guys right. like grew up with and that's really 
what it's about because it's the best it's ever been. And it also just takes you back to a simpler time in the world and in your life where you didn't have, I don't know, whatever jobs or kids or a mortgage or all the things that weigh on you as an adult. Like it reminds you, Hey, like this is when life was simpler and life was fun. And I remember when my dad took me to this movie or whatever those feelings conjure up. And that's really what it's about. And then paying tribute to what these guys did. I mean, um, getting to do movie Casey Jones was a huge, huge, uh, you know, achievement for us because he's, uh, uh, Elias is great in that role. And we always wanted that figure that looked like him on screen, you know, and, and doing, uh, Shredder and, and, uh, hopefully some more of the cast. I don't want to give anything away, right. but no, no, no spoilers here. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been, we've been talking with them and, and the line's gotten enough attention. And, and certainly if people who follow turtle specifically, they did a nice like pizza party celebration about the 30th anniversary of the movie. They did like a whole zoom with some of the cast and crew and, um, they recognize that there is a fan base, all these guys now and girls that are in like their thirties and grew up with it. You know, uh, they're collecting it and we've proven that we started at Comic-Con and proved it could be a success. And then we sort of moved that stuff into GameStop and proved it could be a success at brick and mortar at retail. And now it's gone, you know, even broader and, and bigger volume at target and, and now Walmart as of this summer. So, um, you know, we owe a huge debt of thanks to the fans for supporting it and buying it because we were the underdogs. They only think in terms of the new, like you mentioned with right. the wrestlers, they're thinking, oh, we've got to be out there around the rise of cartoon or we have to be uh, have a big launch around the Michael Bay Turtles movies. But it's like, eh, you know, what? it's not what the fans want. I'm, so, right. hey, I'm sorry. No disrespect. They can do their own. I get they have to reinvent it and they're trying to get the new young five, six, seven-year-olds on board, and that's all fine. But for our business and the collectors and who we cater to, uh, it's going back, you know, going back 30, 35 years. That's where, you know, that's where the, you know, the magic happens. I mean, I think you just nailed it on the head. Like, that's exactly what our podcast is about. And also, like, basically what our whole lives are about. You know, people come into my toy room who aren't fans of collecting. And I understand how they don't get it, but I try to explain it. It's like you can't get in the DeLorean and go back in time, right? But I'm, when I'm in that toy room, I feel like I'm a kid again. I'm looking at the turtle section, Ghostbusters, wrestling, Star Wars stuff. I just feel all those childhood memories like, all right, I remember when I got that at Christmas or I didn't get that at Christmas and now I can, now yeah, I have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah so, that's, that's exactly it. And that's, that's the thing. It, it, it's like helps center you or just like chill you out. You know, there's so many like uh, stresses and things that go on in life whether it's your career or your family or your girlfriend or whatever it is, but you can walk into that room and just sort of, you know, Zen. Exactly. Yeah. Feel comfortable to, to, to rearrange figures in there. It's, it's like the adult version of playing with figures. It's like, and it's so therapeutic. Ooh, I can move him here. I can move his arm this way, you know, and play almost like Tetris with these pieces because you guys, now you're making so many turtles. I don't know how I'm going to get them to fit in that case, but what what was the like the one thing when you were a kid that was like that was your line your diehard line I think I know the answer but I want you to to tell it to the people yeah for for me it was it kind of evolved but the most uh, or biggest love and loyalty I think I still have is Kenner Star Wars like I was uh, enamored with Star Wars as soon as I saw the original film at like a drive in with my with my family and you know my parents took us and everything like that. And I wanted every figure. I collected everything, like from four years old all the way till the line ended in 85. At that point, I was like 12 
And I know a lot of my friends had abandoned it around Return of the Jedi, but I stuck with it. And at this point, there was probably like school dances happening and <laughs> girls were now a thing. And like, I certainly felt those attractions or instincts, but at the same time, I didn't want to put away my toys. So I knew right. like, um, I was in it for life. And then from jo- from Star Wars, I went into Joe and He-Man and the Playmates Turtles. I I bought all those just because I thought they were fun and crazy. And I liked the Turtles comic and the cartoon. So, But for me, it was Star Wars. And I had like checklists of which figures I needed, <laughs> who I was hunting for. And um, I used to write letters to Kenner as a little kid, like, I want a Grand Moff Tarkin or when are you going to make the Rebel Fleet Trooper? Like I was trying to direct product lines and be like a brand ambassador, like as, as far back, like my mom has these little handwritten notes I had when I was like eight, nine years old to Kenner Consumer Products in Ohio, you know, cause I was that into it. What so was the, what was yeah, the Mark, first, yeah, sorry. What was the first line that, that you sort of switched from, you, you played with the Star Wars, but what was the first line you sort of started collecting as a, as an adult collector? I would say it was probably the probably the Playmates Turtles because like I had a brother that's uh, two and a half years younger, so like we grew up with Star Wars, Joe and He Man together, and we would play and combine our collections and like you know have big epic battles and Grayskull and Snake Mountain and Joe vs Cobra, all that kind of stuff. So all of it got opened and played with, and we would combine our forces and like take over the basement or the living room <laughs> stuff like that. But I think around. Uh, 15 or 16 or probably at that point like i had a girlfriend and i was going to like metal concerts and trying to grow up i was still buying toys but i wasn't opening them i was more like displaying them or hanging them on my wall in my bedroom right it was mm. probably uh playmates turtles and then when um uh all the 89 uh keaton Burton Batman stuff started yes. from toy Biz. i bought all that stuff and i would maybe buy one extra to open just so i could mess around with that utility bill like yeah. you know, and uh Raphael at the time was my favorite turtle so i'd buy an extra Raphael to open but for the most part i bought all of that stuff religiously and fanatically but i wasn't opening it per se or i wasn't like playing with it i was just like admiring right. it and being a completist and collecting it but it was more as a respect for the art or being a turtle or a batman fan got it so obviously kid growing up loving the figures then ad- adult collecting them when did you decide okay i need to make this my life it was probably midway through college i when i started college i was definitely focused into um music and the whole hard rock and heavy metal thing and i was working as a, a disc jockey um both on air at college radio and then at some local uh, oh, give us like, a little randy dj uh, voice <laughs> oh man <laughs> I used to do a show called Monday Night Mayhem, and it was on from. Uh, it looks like it sounds like it'd be a wrestling show, right? Yeah. It's like the next <laughs> Raw. Um, but I used to do that from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. every Monday night, and it was like the most extreme uh, thrash, death metal, grindcore, all this kind of stuff. Um, some of it I didn't even like, but it was like a good show. It was like a specialty show with a built-in audience, and um, I did that for a few years and did some internships. But I, I basically found out that. My love for music needed to just be a love for music, and I didn't want to work in that field. Right. And it was only by doing those internships and, and trying it all out that I realized, like, I don't know, there's something like about the passion you have for music or what makes you like a song or a band, and then working on it, it sort of changes those feelings or, or 
conflicts with them a little bit. So I decided to go into toys because the two things I always loved the most growing up were, you know, music and toys. So that, that's where that kind of turning point or crossroads sort of happened. And then like my last couple of years of school, instead of broadcasting and communications and all that, I went strictly into business courses and ended up with a a double major and and went after like marketing, merchandising, uh, licensing and learning all I could about the business side of the toy business. And then started knocking down doors and writing letters and sending out resumes and doing everything I could to uh, to get a foot in the door in the toy business. And what was your first big break? Uh, it was McFarland Toys. Um, and that was uh, towards the end of the 90s, actually. Um, at the time, I was working as a teacher and still trying to break into the toy business. And uh, basically, I offered to work at McFarland for free in the summer because <laughs> I had my summers off. That's awesome. Being a teacher, I was like, what else am I going to do? And I had gotten friendly with someone who worked there and said, listen, I'm off all summer. If you need any help, you know, whatever it is, I'll do it. And you don't even. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You have to pay me. And they graciously took me up on the offer and they did pay me. And like, I think I had been there three weeks and that summer sort of internship or volunteer thing they offered to turn into you know a full-time position and that that's it and here i am uh you know 20 plus years later living the dream baby yeah it's it's not too bad but i think what's so cool about you is you're so interactive with the people you know like you'll 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 let people in you know you're not going to tell them everything that you got you know, in, in the plans, but you, you give some hints. You're, you're the one who drops the news. You interact, you answer questions. I think that's so important. There's, there's some companies like Mattel who don't even have a social media in 2020, you know what right. I'm saying? And yeah. you're just so like interactive, which I think is a huge thing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think that part of it comes from the fact that like, I am a fan. I don't think there was ever a company like conscious decision to sort of make it that way, but it just, happened like organically or naturally because um i'm into it and care about it so it just made sense to sort of be that uh ambassador or face of the company for the fans and it's it's got it's uh you know you know how it is with the public it's got oh, it's for good. sure <laughs> there's plenty of people who hate on me and oh yeah all the time and you know whatever i mean this is you know my job and i'm doing uh the you know the best i can and we have a great team here that are making stuff that you know People never thought possible, but there's always one guy that's pissed off that you didn't give For him, sure. you know, whatever, Johnny Five from Short Circuit or, <laughs> you know, there's someone always mad about something. But um, I think the interaction is important because you can see it with guys like yourself. I mean, you're a very well-known, you know, millions of followers, but you're accessible and engaged and built up your own presence. And from what, you know, from what I understand, you started that back on YouTube. Right really built a following and built a name for yourself. And I think that's important. I think the access like the fan base has now to whether it's an actor or an athlete, uh, a musician, a toy maker, because of stuff like Instagram and Twitter and all that, 
you have so much more accessibility. Like when I was growing up, you'd pray that someone would do a signing or an in-store right. somewhere or something that you'd have that one moment with them. Otherwise, there was nothing. It's not like you would see what, I don't know. I mean, now it's Ryan Reynolds. But when I was a kid, we liked like Stallone. We liked Schwarzenegger, sure. we liked Harrison Ford. You didn't know what those guys were doing from day to day. <laughs> you'd wait for a movie and that was right. it. You know? And like now you've got those, you're, you know, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, yourself. Like everyone's so accessible and so um, engaged on social media that it just makes sense to be there and have that presence. And it's the quickest way to deliver news. Plus, there's so much rumor and like nonsense that gets started sometimes that it's better to get it right from the source and, you know, the horse's mouth, so to speak, where I can just go on and squash the rumors or say like, this is what's happening and this is what's coming out. And, and it's, it's fun to like uh, interact and see what, how like see people's displays, like your toy room, right. see the yeah. photography people do on Instagram's amazing. See the dioramas people build. Like, I love that stuff. It gets us, if anything, it fuels us and gets us excited here to create more and to do better, to watch the, the environments and the scenes and, um, you know, how people choose to display their collections. It's, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's like a gratifying thing. Just like if you saw someone wearing like, you know, one of your t-shirts and right, stuff. For like sure. And yeah, it, it, like you, you nailed it right on the head. Like you, if there, there are all these rumors or leaked stuff, you say, here's this, here's what we're doing here. Here's the plan. You'll drop stuff. And I think like the fans, they, they're like, they're rooting for you too, because you know, they saw this line that was just a comic-con line. So the people right. who started from then, are like, oh my God, now we're in Walmart, now we're in Target, or the guys like Mark who just see it now, like, oh my God, I gotta go back and get all this. So it's yep. like, there's fans going in both directions. I think that's like the perfect storm for a toy line. Yeah, absolutely. And like for guys like Mark and other fans that are coming in late, like certainly on Movie Turtles, the thing is like now that we're at Walmart, we're able to put them back out in two packs. And then like for the fans who have them already, we don't expect you to, you know, to buy them again. You don't need right. to just buy what you like. And then for the ones who missed out or are coming late to the game that missed the San Diego, uh, you know, 2017 or 2018 set, or if you missed them at GameStop, at least now you have a second chance. And that's another thing where people like complain, Oh, Oh, they're repacking the same figure. But it's like, bro, you don't have to buy it. We're not <laughs> repacking that for you. We're repacking that for the guy who just got on board. Cause like, Turtles uh, movie line at, at Walmart, it basically starts with Casey Jones, which is a brand new figure, and Raph in disguise. And that line kicks it off with something that everyone's wanted for 30 years. Right. And I think that's like right out, Grand Slam, like right out of the park. It hits, uh, it should hit midweek, I think next week, next Wednesday or Thursday. That should oh, be in Walmart and on walmart.com, which is freaking awesome. And then we'll have. The turtles back out for those who missed it. We're doing an army builder pack of foot soldiers. So if you need more foot soldiers or you missed them the first time, we're putting the foot soldiers back out with the weapons rack. So oh, you have a way to display all the like, the katana, the axe, the nunchucks, all of that. Um, and then we're going to put uh, a shredder and splinter together to get those back out there for those who missed them. And uh, and then there's a whole bunch of surprises after that. So the line has uh, a long life ahead of it. And that, that's the thing people need to understand. It's a balance of new and repack. Um, and I will say the balance is definitely heavier on the new because we want to get new stuff out there and have it fresh. But you need to repack uh, some of the stuff just for the people who are coming in late. Like you can't go into Walmart in the 30th anniversary year and not be able to buy Raphael Donatello, Michael <laughs> Right. You have to have it. 
know, it would exactly. be like doing a wrestling, a, a wrestling greats and not having Hogan or Andre. Like right. those guys have to be in there. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time and we're not going to ask for spoilers, but we just want to say thank you because this line, it's it's so much fun to collect. And I mean, we we built this relationship basically off this line. I think I was like just attacking the neck of Twitter like, hey, how can I get this? this how can I make sure I get this four pack? Uh, but, you know, it, it's crazy. that we, we built this relationship off it. And now, like, you know, Mark's into the Turtles now. He just got. Uh, he just got that that one up arcade to to put around all his turtle display. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just so exciting that all these years later, like we're reliving our childhood and getting figures that we should have got years ago, yep. and that it, it like times ten, like way better, way better yep. than they ever could have been. So thank yeah. you for that, Randy. I You're actually, welcome. Uh, quick question. Now you mentioned it when you when you said you made the the Casey Jones figure. Mm-hmm. What about like? What about these actors? Uh, any kind of like interesting stories or, or weird situations? <laughs> with you're you're coming to these people and like, hey, you remember that role that you played that you didn't care about thirty five years ago? <laughs> yeah. Well, check out this amazing statue. Like, how how does that go? It's uh, it, it could go really good, or sometimes it goes really <laughs> bad. Um, it's it is an important part of it, right? So the artistic side is you know, obviously what we've been talking about and what people focus on the most in terms of sculpting and detail accessories and all that. But on the back end of things, very often, like in the case of something like turtles or the original predator, uh, they weren't doing toys that looked like the talent back then. So it was never an issue. They never thought about including likeness. So very often, and this is certainly the case with back to the future as well. We have to reach out to, People like Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, um, Elias Codius, who was Casey Jones, uh, in the case of uh, Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Carl Weathers, whoever we're trying to do, we have to get to them and see if they're interested at all and then work out uh, you know, a financial deal that makes sense hmm. for them. Uh, sometimes the money does not even matter. They just find it too weird. Like you got to think of some of these guys, they're actors, that's their art, that's their craft. They don't know anything about toys. And they think the idea of someone owning like a little plastic (laughs) replica of them is creepy. Like sometimes (laughs) it just freaks them out. Right. Um, Sometimes they just think it's cool and don't care about the money and just want to be part of the line. And something like aliens, I think we've had the most success just because as the more people we got on board, when you get Sigourney and you get Bill Paxton and you have, uh, Lance Henriksen and like the top ones, it's a little bit easier when some of the other actors and talent that were in to say, okay, they did it. They did it. I don't want to be the only one right. to be left out or to say no. Um, but it doesn't always work that way. People know, should know. And certainly I'm pretty transparent about it on, on Twitter and stuff. Like we've tried with a lot of guys who, who didn't want to do it. Um, Casey, you know, is one that we did sculpt an unmasked head and a masked head. Um, but I don't think, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for Elias. I just know right. he didn't want to do it at the time, whether he didn't understand the collector nature of it. Um, we are still continuing to talk and hoping someday that maybe he'll get on board. But we had to unfortunately just make Casey masked and not removable. Hmm. But it's it's like a whole thing of, uh, of legal wrangling, uh, agents, managers, the talent themselves, um, and then the financial aspect, because we're already paying a royalty to the studio, be it right. uh, Universal Studios or Warner Brothers or Fox or whoever it is. 
And then now there's a royalty to talent and we're still trying to maintain our price point, which we're very cost conscious. We try to make everything somewhere between 25 and $30 a figure so that everyone can afford it and have a chance to collect it. And so that it makes sense at um, a Walmart or a target. Like if we start getting into that 50 or $60 range for one figure, like it's going to go away real quick. People don't have that kind of money to spend. Uh, and certainly the economy and the job market where it is right now, uh, being, you know, uh, affordable is more important than ever. So um, we are, and thankfully there's been some great response on Turtles. We've been talking with a lot of other, um, you know, talent that is in the movie and we plan to expand the line with other characters. So um, hopefully as it grows, like it did with Back to the Future, we got Michael J. Fox, we got uh, Thomas Wilson so we could do Biff, but we are trying to, uh, you know, we want the lines to be as comprehensive and complete as possible. We're, we're trying to uh, make all those collector dreams come true. So um, as you know, Comic-Con would be about four weeks from now. So normally we would be gearing up for a lot of reveals and a lot of announcements at that event. More than likely we'll be doing those online through platforms like this, doing Zooms or doing like Instagram Live or a Facebook right. Live. Um, we will probably do something each day of when Comic-Con would have been so we can sure. reveal and share some of that. And, um, you know, I appreciate, I think it's important you mentioned like how our friendship, our relationship was formed over this, over toys. Right. And that's the, that's the other thing that's really cool about it is like, like we're both East coast guys, but we're from completely different worlds. Like sure. I'm a hard rock, heavy metal guy. You're like an athlete who was like in the, I don't know, Backstreet Backstreet Boys. Boys concerts or whatever you were going to that I would never listen to. Yeah. But you're, you're super like chill down to earth and uh, honest and authentic. And that's what's important no matter what, you know, uh, where your background is. And like your love and passion for the toys, I knew it was the real deal immediately. And that is what I respect and that's what we bonded over and it's the same thing with all our collectors no matter whether you're a fireman a paramedic a teacher like we can all bond and share and that's what i try to engage with on the twitter community is just that love and respect and helping each other if you can't find something picking it up for one another i know you've come through for me on some of those uh star wars theme park items and stuff yeah, like yeah that. walking around disney with these huge ass <laughs> Yeah. Rise the resistance, ride vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't get there always. And certainly now with this year, like I thought, Oh, I'll be going, you know, for celebration, which was unfortunately canceled and all that kind of stuff. Like, and I rely on the kindness of other collectors like yourself to hook me up sometimes too. So that's like the thing that's really cool is like, no matter how, um, you know, where we are geographically and where we are in our lives, we can bond over all of this love and turtles or love and star Wars or collecting it and being excited about it and stuff like that. And that's another part of like what makes it, um, you know, special or, you know, unique, like we understand each other in, in that way. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is like, 
I can understand how someone looks at me and says, this guy's a total weirdo. He's a room full of toys, <laughs> a garage full of toys. But I love being like, we're all from three different backgrounds, but we get it. You know, we get it automatically. We might not be collecting the same thing, but we get that aspect, that collector aspect, you know, going back, you know, getting, you know, of course we get new things, but it's all, you know, nostalgic feelings and, and recapturing that childhood and just like never growing up. Like what, what's the rush? Yeah. You know, we all have real jobs. We're all grown ups. Right. You know, we're not living in our parents' basement. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but we're just trying to like relive some of those memories and it, it's just fun yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what it should be, you know, and that's, I think, um, while we try to make everything super detailed and super accurate, we still want it to be fun, which is why I make it poseable and playable and do fun stuff with the packaging. Uh, you know, like the metal head. I don't know if you've seen the final packaging on that. We yeah. dropped that. It's meant to look like the old VHS tape. It's great. That, yeah. You know, we, we all had. And when you see what we did with, you know, this summer's turtle exclusive, it's, it's an absolute blast and throwback to that. Uh, you know, wherever you were in 1990, and loving turtles like it, it'll take you back like right to i can't that. wait it's good fun i feel like you dropped a lot of clues in this little episode maybe maybe people will be putting some things together i don't know hopefully i mean we're only a few weeks away now so i think people are speculating and that is that is part of the fun i think i'm so freaking jazzed about the set that i want to tell more but uh, we're just holding it back until like we want that big impact when we know that week that it's hitting target shelves right. or going on target.com so we can say guys bam here's the photo gallery here are all the extras some of the uh some of the like ancillary items that we were making to tie in with this reveal uh we're gonna make those available our initial plan was to have people like carrying them around or wearing them at uh san diego comic-con but now you'll just have to uh you know, wear them at home or wear them when you put your mask on and go shopping or whatever, (laughs) whatever's going on in the world a month from now. But it's still um, a celebration of Ninja Turtles and of how huge it was, uh, you know, and still is really, I mean, for us, it's, it's bigger than ever. It's become one of our, uh, you know, top brands for years. We've been like alien predator and Godzilla was certainly getting up there, but now turtles, especially with the, what's blown up with the cartoon sets at target and now the movie sets coming to Walmart. I think turtles is certainly, uh, you know, the top of the game. Well, I mean, we can't wait. Maybe one day we'll get the coming out of our shell store. Um, that's, that's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, but Randy, thank you so did much. You for go the time. To, did you go to that? I did. I went ra- radio city musical, New York city. I went, that's, that was the kickoff. That's where it started. It was, was uh, as, as a kid, like I was probably like six or seven at the time. Like it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, like yeah. The I mean, they, they did they did a pay per view around yeah. that whole. You know, I, I yeah, the VHS. Oh, so I mean, it was, now looking back, it's so bad. It's good, you know. Like it's not yeah. good. It's so no, bad. It's, it's not. Good. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, the, the splinter <laughs> looks especially terrible. Oh, I remember so looking at some of it on YouTube a while back, but that is it. Like it's so bad, it's good, and that that right. is exactly what it is. And it also reminds you of seeing it, or if you didn't. If you weren't lucky enough to have your parents take you, at least you saw the VHS or the pay-per-view right. as a kid because it was that – it was like a phenomenon. Uh, unbelievable. Mark, if you haven't seen this, go on YouTube. It's, yeah, I got to check it out. You've never yeah. seen it? I, I probably have, but I'm – It will I'm rock not. your world. It's <laughs> unbelievably bad, but so bad it's good. That's yeah, great. it's it's awesome. It's awesomely bad. All right, Randy. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, we can't wait to see all your Comic-Con reveals. 
Um, my wallet is a little angry at you because, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out, but it's great. It's great. We might need to, I have two, or I might have to get two giant displays for my turtles. I just have one now. I might need to get it to two because I have the whole city. You, you built the, the city. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. streets. Yeah, the city, the diorama. <laughs> yeah. Um, that took up a lot of real be, estate. Yeah, we'll talk. If you're going to be uh, home, I'm going to send a little care package over there. Oh, um, man. Yeah. I've just canceled my plans. I'm home. Chelsea, we're canceling that vacation. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, get ready. I, I definitely want to gift you uh, – what we're doing for for uh you know for the san diego uh con timing so oh, when this thing so hits yeah we'll, you, we'll you put it on the youtube yeah we'll put it on youtube I, now i'm gonna get all those hate tweets oh <laughs> matt cardona you suck up you kiss ass i don't care <laughs> i don't care i'll take it <laughs> all right randy thanks so much for the man we love you and uh good luck with everything with the turtles in the whole neck line thanks man. yeah thanks matt thank you thanks bro take care guys 